flames up I'm driving when the sun goes down The hum of 18 wheels Lord, that's a lonely sound I spend all day Chasing that old white line I've been on the road so long I've lost track of time Now it don't matter where I'm going I just gotta drive I have the white line fever Till the day that I died I said 18 wheels rolling on Hey friends, this is Gary Rayburn of Lonesome Road Ministries, and we got an awesome program for you. I know you're going to enjoy it today, and you're going to want to get more copies of this, so give us a call, 618-383-2107, or log on to lonesomeroad.org, or you can email me at gary.lonesomeroad at gmail.com. We look forward to hearing from you. Now sit back, listen, and enjoy today's program from Lonesome Road Ministries, Church on the Road. Give us a call. We look forward to hearing from you. I keep those wheels turning from town to town. There's so much I gotta see. I gotta look around. I got diesel smoke rolling. From two chrome stacks, my address is 408-414. A big blue Mac. Now it don't matter where I'm going, I just gotta drive. I have the white line fever to the day that I die. I said 18 wheels rolling on the road, it is my life. 18 wheels rolling on the road, it is my life.
still would not believe You said I need a sign And if God will show that he is real Then I'd gladly walk that line He drove on through that lonely day His heart was cold as steel And then he saw that sign Out in that Midwest field hands. He said this one's for you. Come and be God's man. We were just two ordinary men, strong hands upon the wheel. We made our living hauling freight, cattle, grain, and steel. We were cold, hard, and calloused from the years out on the road. Still on the wheel, our nation's freight he hauls. He spreads the gospel through the land, the preacher he is called. Now the other took a different road to that oil patch he was sent, telling men to turn from their sin and hear the Lord repent. We were just two ordinary men, strong hands upon the cross. Standing side by side to bring the gospel to the lost. And we were cold, hard, and calloused from the years out on the road. Now Jesus took the wheel and we gave our lives to the Lord. Hello drivers, this is Chaplain Gary Rayburn and alongside of me here is Chaplain Galen Taylor and that's a song Galen wrote. Galen, tell us a little bit about that song and how you come to write a song about two ordinary men. Well Gary, I was on my way home to St. Louis one night and I got to thinking about mine and your testimony and our friendship and, and how that our testimonies parallel each other. We're both saved in the cab of a truck going down the highway. I was saved in 1979 and you were saved in what year? I was saved August 13th, 1995. So even though we were saved many years apart, God has taken us down the same road. And that night, as it says in the song, that I cried out to God and, and asked Him to, to come into my life and save me, that I realized that I was lost, I was going to hell, and it was my last opportunity. I'd rejected Him so many times. And, of course, your testimony, you were going down the highway and, and saw that sign out in that field, the, the arms of Christ open and blood dripping from his hands and that sign read this one's for you and you realize that Jesus had died for you on that cross and you know I'd never written a song in my life and, uh, and I was coming home that night and I asked God to give me give me the words to a song I want to write a song about mine and Gary's testimony give you just a little background uh, just a few months before that on that same road on the way home from St. Louis one night I cried out to God again. I had been seeking the, the baptism of the Holy Spirit for many years. I've been wrestling with it. But I realized uh, from reading the scripture and studying the scripture that it was very real. It was very true. And I asked God to, 
to fill me with the Holy Ghost. And he did, just as he saved me that night when I asked him into my heart. He, he filled me with the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit had been there all along, ever since my conversion. But by me yielding to it, I allowed the Holy Spirit to start to work in my life. And uh, I truly believe that these song, the words to this song came to me because the Holy Spirit within me was working in my life and, and putting these words into my into my heart and and then in time they, they came out and and uh, I put them to paper and I wrote that song that night came home and and Gary I, you know I emailed you that next morning and asked what do you think about this and I was really surprised when you emailed me back and said man this is good we've got something here amen and uh, so I sent that song on to to Joe Arview and we used a lot of Joe's music in our ministries and He's very gracious to allow us to use his music, and and I just felt that that, that Joe's voice would fit that song. And Joe uh, helped with the writing. He did some rewriting on it and got it to music. As I said, I'd never written a song, had no idea what I was doing. Certainly God in control of all this. The finished product is as much Joe R. View as, as Galen Taylor because he really put his touch to that song. God really used him for that. But the whole reason for writing that song wasn't just to talk about Gary Rayburn and Galen Taylor. It's to show you and everyone else that hears this song that it's about ordinary men. Gary and I are just ordinary men that God has chosen to use in two wonderful ministries. Amen. God is using us in ways that we never imagined. And he'll use you in the same way. And that's what this song's about. I want to read a verse to you from Acts chapter 4 verse 13. This is Peter and John after they've been filled with the Holy Spirit. And they were speaking out in public, and the scribes and Pharisees were, were listening to them. And this is what they said. Now I say, observe the confidence of Peter and John. They understood that they were uneducated and untrained men. Some translations say they were ordinary men. And they were amazed and began to realize them as having been with Jesus. Amen, Galen. That's, that's what it's all about right there. It's all about Jesus and everything that we do. We need to keep Jesus Christ first in our lives. And I love that scripture there that you just read. The members of the council were amazed when they saw the boldness of Peter and John, for they could see that they were ordinary men with no special training in the scriptures. And me and Galen, we have no training at all in the uh, writing songs or doing cd ministries or anything like that we are just ordinary truck drivers that god has decided to use in a very special way and god can do that to any of us if we cry out to him and say here i am lord use me and that's what we've done i, I remember right after i got saved uh, i'd never written a song before in my life either and god just started filling me with words and i started putting them on paper and they and they just came out as songs and uh, one of the songs that I've written and is called Worth Fighting For and, and the whole meaning behind this song is Jesus is worth fighting for. If we're willing to give our lives to him and let him use us then Jesus is worth fighting for and I got a lot of help writing songs too because I have no training in that and um, my neighbor Jim Caban he uh, helped me put this song together and then I've got a songwriting partner down in uh, Jasper, Alabama. He's a truck driver too. He's just an ordinary man too and God uses him to write songs. He's also writing a book and he helped me write this song too. It's called Worth Fighting For 
And I want to put that on for you right now because Jesus is worth fighting for. Would that's you agree, Galen? That's right. And that's what it's all about. It's all about being. What was that scripture? Uh, what how did that say that, Galen? Because they had been with Jesus. That's right. So here's worth fighting for. Heart inside a raging storm. The word is angered, cause Satan has declared a war. I'll fight this battle, Lord, because you're worth fighting for. I pledge my undying love to you. You died for me, though I lived a shameful life grace has set me free so I'm honored to struggle Lord cause even in my toughest battles you're worth fighting for There's sin inside my heart, the battle's deep within It's trying to control me, spirit and flesh at war I'll take up the sword of truth, because you're worth fighting for I pledge my undying love to you You died for me Though I led such a shameful life, grace has set me free. So I'm honored to struggle, Lord, cause even in my toughest battles, you're worth fighting for. It was by your stripes that I was healed For this mighty army you will build I'll fight this battle, Lord, cause you're worth fighting for I pledge my undying love to you You died for me set me free So I'm honored to struggle Lord Cause even in my toughest battles You're worth fighting for You died for me Though I led such a shameful life Grace has set me free I'm honored to struggle, Lord, cause even in my toughest battles, you're worth fighting for. 
And Gary, we know that God is definitely worth fighting for, and we have to stand up for what we believe. And you've written another song that I believe Sam Story has recorded. Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, uh, Galen, Sam Story is a singer, songwriter, truck driver, just an ordinary man, and he came over to the ministry one day, and we got to talking about writing songs, and me and him sat down and wrote this song together. It's called uh, Taking Me Home, and we give this to Dennis McKay of Mac Records, and he recorded this, and it went to number one on the charts, and it was also nominated for Song of the Year. So we're really, really proud of this song, Taking Me Home, and the way Dennis McKay done it is just, well, it's a number one song. Here's Taking Me Home. A sad old song Windshield whoppers Singing along Take me home Back where I belong Kinda lonely In this cab alone Just me and Jesus Down a lonesome road Music playing On the radio Merle Haggard singing Me back home
taking me home. You know, it seems like in this profession we're in, we're either leaving home or we're just coming back, you know. And, you know, Gary, the song that you have written called On the Road, the first time I heard that was about three years ago. I think you were here at my house. We just first time we'd ever met in person. And one Sunday afternoon, you said, you know, why don't we do your testimony? We sat down just like we are right now with a recorder, and, and uh, I shared my testimony. And when, when you sent that to me, one of the songs on there was On the Road. And that song, has I play it over and over because anyone who's ever been away from home, not just on the road, it, you could be working on a railroad, you could be working on a tugboat on the river, you could be on an oil rig out in the, in the oil patch, you could be a soldier overseas. It's about being away from your family, about away from the one you love. And you know, I've been driving a truck now for 39 years, and my wife made a joke a while back that someone asked how long we've been married, and she said, well, we've been married 39 years, but we've only lived together 10 because he's been gone the rest of the time. And that's the way it is, you know, in our profession. You're, you're always on the road. And, and this song really tells that story. Uh, why don't you give us a little bit of background on it, and we're going to play that song. This was one of the first songs that I actually had put to music. God gave me the gift to write the lyrics, and then I have to find somebody to help me put them to music and sing them for me, because if I sang them, you wouldn't listen to them. Uh, you know what I'm talking about, don't you, Galen? That's right. You wouldn't listen to mine either. <laughs> so... Uh, this is one of the first songs that I actually had done, and I had this done uh, down at uh, Songwriter Studio down in Nashville, Tennessee. Stephen Cooper helped me put this together. I remember Stephen telling me that uh, the line that really hit him was, It's a lonely life alone. Oh, it seems like all we're ever doing is saying goodbye. And you drivers, you know what that's like. Uh, seems like sometimes that's what all we're ever doing is telling our wives goodbye, giving her a kiss, and back on the road again. I mean, the weekends are so... Uh, a lot of times we get home, we're only home 48 hours, and it's back out there again for another week, two weeks, three weeks, whatever. This song here, I remember writing this, and I was thinking about being on the road. I, dro I drove uh, over the road for 30-some years, and when I wrote this song, I was an over-the-road truck driver. I was writing it to my wife. It was kind of an apology, I guess you would say, for all those times that I've just been on the road. Well, here it is, On the Road. There's been so many times When I've been gone It seems like when you need me I'm never at home All I ever wanted was to be Man, you could rely on, but it's hard to be that kind of man when you're on the road. Oh, life on the road is a lonely, lonely song. No matter how you sing, it'll always make you cry. The love that we have known is a lonely. Like all we're ever doing is saying goodbye. There's a price to pay for the choices that we make. Sometimes the cost seems like more than we can take. All I ever wanted was to 
be there for you But when I'm always gone It's so hard for me to do you got a real special song and it's your testimony and I know this song uh, it fits right in with the song Two Ordinary Men because uh, you, you talk here about uh, the foot of that tree tell us a little bit about that before we play it well Galen this is my testimony in song it's at the foot of the tree and, and this is another song that uh, Tom Caldwell my songwriting partner down in Jasper Alabama and, and my neighbor James Caban helped me put this together uh, I wrote the lyrics to it and give it to these guys and these guys are the ones that makes it a song and when I met Dennis McKay he brought my songwriting up to a brand new level and I partnered with him and he recorded this and we put it on our Lonesome Road Volume 1 CD. And they can get a copy of that if they log on to our website, lonesomeroad.org. And uh, we are now coming out with Volume 3. So we have uh, brought our music and our ministry up to brand new levels thanks to partners like Dennis and Leslie McKay. And now I just want to tell you how this song came about. Let me just share a short version of my testimony. It was August 13th, 1995. I was an over-the-road truck driver, been in drugs and alcohol a lot in my lifetime. My wife had started going to church, uh, 
And our marriage was so bad that it was falling apart. And I thought, if, you know, if maybe if I went to church with her, maybe things might get better. So I started going to church with her, and and that really wasn't the answer because, man, every Sunday that preacher, he was preaching at me and convicting me, and I finally quit going. And our marriage got a lot worse. And, and then uh, me and my wife got in this big fight one night. She left and went to her preacher's house and he called me and wanted to come down and and talk to me and I I told him he could and he came down that night and brought a little track with him called Eternal Life and he uh, read that track to me and asked me if I'd give my life to Jesus and I said no I don't think that's for me and he said okay and he just left and I thought wow that was easy but the next morning I got up and I got my semi and I took off crossed Illinois and I got over by Nashville, Illinois and tears started rolling down my eyes and I was crying like a big old baby driving down the road and I just started talking to God. When I heard myself talking to God, I thought, well, I don't even know if there is a God. I said, God, if you're really real, then give me a sign. I want to prove to me that you're real and I'll give my life to you. And I drove up the road a little ways, and it got daylight, and I looked out in the field, and there was this sign that said, Christ is the answer. And I thought, well, that's a sign from God. That's what I asked for. But then the old devil, he jumped in there and told me, no, he said, that's, that's not what you really meant. And I said, that's right. And so I started talking to God again, and I said, God, when I asked for a sign, I didn't mean I wanted a sign. I meant I want something else, something real, something that will prove to me that you're real. And so I drove on. And it wasn't a little while later, a, a little white church bus pulled up beside of me. And I looked down, and there was a lady in the passenger seat, and she looked at me, and then she just rolled down her window, and with her thumb, she took it out and pointed up to heaven as if to say, here's your sign. And I thought, that's from God, because that's a little church bus. And the devil, he really laughed at me then. And so I told God, that's not good enough. i got to have something else, something real, something big. And I drove on. And I ended up getting up to my destination up in Galena, Illinois, and, and got unloaded. And, and then I headed back home. And I decided to go across a, a different route. And I went across over to Rockford, Illinois, and and I was driving across 20 right there in Rockford, and, and I just started talking to God again. I said, God, I've got to have something else, something big, something from you that will prove to me that you're real. And as I headed south on I-39, just as I crossed the Illinois River Bridge, I looked out in the field, and there was this great big sign. I mean a big sign. And I looked at that sign and I seen Jesus Christ on that billboard and his eyes were looking at me and his, he was pointing at me with his finger. And as he pointed at me, I saw blood dripping off his finger and the sign read, this one's for you. And when I read that, I knew that God was speaking to me. And down deep in my heart, I knew this is it. This is your last chance. It's now or never. And I just started crying, and I started trying to remember that prayer that the preacher had read to me the night before. I couldn't remember it. So I just started confessing with my heart and asking Jesus Christ to save me. And he did. And that day, 
Jesus Christ come into my life and it felt like the weight of the world had just been lifted off my chest and it felt like I was floating and I floated on home and right there right after that is when I started writing songs right after Jesus Christ came into my life he gave me he gave me a gift to write and I didn't know why I was writing then I didn't have a clue but now it's it's obvious that he was preparing me for the ministry that he had called me into that day and he gave me songs to to put into this ministry and this song here is called at the foot of the tree and this is my testimony in song Without hope, 18 wheels of lonesome at the end of the road. In my hand was a track the preacher had read, his words still echoing in the back of my head. I felt so ashamed when I thought of my past. Then I called his name This chance would it be my last Then I saw Jesus Hanging on that tree I lifted up my heart From down on my knees Today I met Jesus At the foot of the cross Brokenhearted and lonesome, so long I've been lost. I left a lifetime of misery at the foot of the tree. Those eighteen wheels are rolling. That old lonesome road And I shared the good news Wherever I go Yes, there's been a change I'm not the man I used to be And I tell everybody What's happened to me How I felt so ashamed When I thought of my past but I called his name This chance Could it be my last Then I saw Jesus Hanging on that tree And I lifted up my heart From down on my knees Today I met Jesus At the foot of the cross Brokenhearted and lonesome So long I've been lost I left a lifetime of misery At the foot of the tree Then I saw Jesus Hanging on that tree I lifted up my heart From down on my knees Today I met Jesus Foot of the cross Broken hearted and lonesome So long I'd been lost 
I left a lifetime of misery at the foot of the tree. Gary, you got a song that you wrote. You wrote this for a friend. I'm going to let you give us some background on this, but it's a very haunting song. The first time I heard it, it just it just really touched me deeply. I guess because at, at the time that I heard that, my wife was going through cancer treatment. I didn't know if she was going to live or die at that time. And uh, this song really cut me deeply. And uh, tell us a little about, bit about Midnight in My Life. I wrote this uh, sitting up on top of Mount Eagle one night. I was on my way to Georgia, had a load on, a uh, heavy load, a uh, load of dynamite. And there was several things going on uh, at the time in my life. A friend of mine at home, he was uh, drove for the same company that I used to drive for. Uh, his wife had cancer and she had just finally, she lost her life to this cancer and, and it it just about drove him crazy. I was thinking about him, thinking about there's got to be some some way that I can witness to him and share Jesus with him. And I just it's so hard when people are grieving like that to uh, to witness to him. And and God had given me a dream, a vision. This vision that God had given me was vivid, real in my mind. A lot of that vision is written into this song too. Uh, it's kind of a mixture of uh, the vision and uh, and what was going on with my friend. I've come to know what the vision was about. This was in about 1999, and what the vision was all about was this CD ministry. God was showing me that he was going to put me into this ministry where I was going to be reaching people all across the country. This song here, I remember after I got it recorded and Got it out, put it on the, some of our tapes. It was tapes back then, and I remember getting a phone call from a driver one night, and I think he was from Ohio, and he had listened to this song, and he called me, and he was in tears. And he said, you wrote my life story when you wrote that song. That song means so much to me. And he just broke down, and he was crying, and, and he'd come back to the cross that night through this song and so this song here means a lot to me I wrote the lyrics to it I wrote it like I said up on Mount Eagle and then I sent it down to uh, a demo service that I was using at the time uh, down in Nashville a, a guy by the name of Bryce Henderson Bryce really done a great job putting this demo together and then we put uh, this on our Lonesome Road volume 1 CD and this is Dennis McKay to sing it for you. Midnight in my life.
Eighteen wheels and a lonely road I was on my way to Georgia With a heavy, heavy load So I stopped just for a minute To check my rig and walk around Then I looked up Called her name as my tears were falling down. It was midnight in my life, and I'd never been so blue. If you could count the stars in heaven, that's the tears I've cried for you. Being left down. Is a pain that I can't bear And it's midnight in my life And there's no light anywhere I climb back in the cab Took one last look around Man, it seemed like only yesterday When we laid her in the ground Just then a man appeared beside me Yeah, he took me by surprise He wore a long white robe and sandals Something about his eyes He said, put your faith in me, friend And know I really care I can heal the blind, make the lame to walk And I can take your dark despair And it was midnight in my life And I had never been so blue If you could count the stars in heaven That's the tears I've cried for you Being left down here so lonesome Is a pain that I can't bear Yeah, it's midnight in my life Midnight in my life I'd never been so blue If you could count the stars in heaven That's the tears I've cried for you Being left down here so lonesome That's the pain that I can't bear When it was Midnight in my life Jesus showed me he still cares mm-hmm. Ooh, 
we've heard men Galen's talk a lot and and how we are just ordinary men and God's looking for ordinary men and you may be that ordinary man we want to give you an opportunity tonight just like that pastor give me an opportunity by reading a tract to me and asking me if I wanted to give my heart to Jesus so Galen if driver comes in broken and and wanting to give his heart to Jesus Christ what do you do a lot of these drivers they don't know the Bible I mean let's just say a driver right now is, is ready to uh, receive Jesus Christ but he's never really picked up a Bible so can you tell us how a driver like that could uh, is it that is it really that simple sure it is you know I, I had to go back to my own experience in 1979 and cab with that truck uh, I was not raised in church uh, raised by two God godly people who who loved me and, and were good parents but uh, we didn't uh, we didn't go to church and so I had uh, only actually been to church for a couple of years and that was right before I was saved I was going to the church with my family and hearing the gospel preached but I never really felt like it was something I was going to commit to I would be under conviction and I would grab the back of the pew and and resist God and I did that over and over and I just didn't feel like that that was something I wanted to do I didn't want to give up the lifestyle to, that I was living and I knew I was going to have to change drastically if I came to know Jesus but you know Gary that night on going down that highway in the cab of that truck when the Holy Spirit spoke to me and I heard it in, in my inner that inner voice within me it wasn't a booming voice that anyone in the cab would have heard but he spoke to me very clearly you have rejected me over and over this is your last chance you accept me tonight or I'll never come to you again driver this may be your last chance it may be the last opportunity you ever have to come to know Jesus Christ we like to say, well, I'll do this later. I'll take care of this later. You know, we're not guaranteed another heartbeat. We're not guaranteed another breath. The quickest thing a man can do is die. You're one heartbeat away from either heaven or hell. And I want to ask you, where are you headed? Are you prepared to meet Jesus? Are you prepared to stand before him and, and he receive you because of the, the covering of blood of his sacrifice? Are you going to have to stand before him in judgment, knowing that you're lost and knowing that hell is going to be your destination? You don't have to. The Bible tells us that we're all sinners. It says that we all fall short of the glory of God. No one deserves heaven. The only way we enter into heaven is through the blood of Jesus Christ, the sacrifice that Jesus made on that cross. When Gary talked about seeing that billboard with Jesus with his outstretched hands and the blood dripping from his hands, he shed that blood for you. John 3.16 says that God so loved the world, he sent his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Driver, that whosoever is you. He died just for you. If you were the only one to ever accept Jesus as Lord and Savior, He was still hung on that cross just for you. Ephesians 2, 8 and 9 says, By grace are you saved through faith. It's a gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. You see, driver, we can't be good enough to get into heaven. We can't be sinless enough to get into heaven. We can't work hard enough to get into heaven. Everything that needs to be done has already been done. Jesus did it on the cross. 
All we have to do is repent of our sins, which means to turn away from the way that we're living and turn to Jesus. And accept Him as our Lord and Savior. The question I ask you, are you ready to accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior? Are you ready to ask Jesus to come into your heart, forgive you of your sins? That's all we have to do is just ask and believe in our heart. I'm going to lead you in a very simple prayer. But I want you to understand that just saying these words won't save you. There's no saving power in these words. The saving power is in Jesus Christ. But if you'd like to be saved today, I'd like you to repeat this simple prayer after me. Father God, I know I'm a sinner. And I believe that Jesus Christ came and died on the cross for my sins. I believe after three days he rose from the grave. He now sits at your right hand to intercede for me. Jesus, I accept you as my Lord and Savior. I repent of my sins and ask that you come into my heart and save me. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, friend, if you just prayed that prayer from your heart and truly meant what you prayed, Jesus heard that prayer and saved you. Now, I encourage you to call someone. If you have a pastor, call him. Tell him what you've done. If you don't have a pastor and you don't know who to call, call me or call Gary. Either one of us will be happy to talk with you, to walk you through the scriptures, and help you with any decisions you need to make. But you need to tell someone. You need to let someone know what Jesus has done for you. Well, drivers, me and Galen has uh, had a lot of fun putting this together, and but it's it's not all fun. It's working for the Lord, and we are dedicated to serving Jesus Christ. Uh, we've given our lives to Him. We work hard at what we do. Uh, God has put our ministries together. Uh, Galen contacted me uh, three years ago, and we've been good friends, and we've been working side by side ever since. Uh. Gary, let me share just a little bit how, how we got to know each other. I think it's really neat. And Tony Mack is what brought these two ministries together. We owe a great deal to Tony Mack. I had a driver come into the chapel one morning and give me a CD, and the CD was free in Christ, testimony of Tony Mac McMullen. Well, I put that in my car, and I carried it around with me for two or three weeks. And one morning, I was on my way home from work, and, and I stuck that CD in the player. And I heard one of the most amazing testimonies I've ever heard. If you haven't heard Free in Christ, you contact Gary. We'll send you a copy. But I listened to that testimony, and I was so moved by it that I pulled the CD out and looked on the label, and I saw Gary Rayburn and his phone number. So I called him, and I said, Brother, I just, I just listened to Tony Mac, McMullen's testimony, and I have a CD ministry that I work with in West Memphis, Arkansas, truck stop ministry, and would it be okay if we duplicate this, this CD? And Gary's answer to me was, Brother, that CD belongs to God. You do anything you want to do with it. And I was really moved by that. And he said, If you look on that CD, Tony Mac's cell phone number is on that label. Call him. And so I did. I, I hung up with Gary, and I called Tony Mack, and he answered the phone uh, to my surprise. And, uh, hello, Tony Mack. That's the way he always answers. And, uh, and I said the same thing. I said, Brother, I just heard your testimony. I just, I'm really moved by it. And would you mind if I duplicate this CD? His answer was the same. That testimony belongs to God. You do anything you want to do with it. That testimony is what brought Gary and myself together. And we have formed such a strong 
bond in the last three or four years. I mean, just a true brotherhood. That you know, the Bible uh, talks about friendship and how important friendship is. And I've heard it said that that if a man has one true friend in his life, that he's he's blessed. I can say that I have several men that I call my closest friends, and Gary Rayburn is one of those. And I truly appreciate and love him. But uh, it's just uh, God is just using us in some mighty ways, and and uh, not that we are capable or willing. We we well we are willing. That's just it. We're willing. We're two ordinary men that are willing to be used. That's what it's all about. Is sharing it with you. We just pray that these CDs will just bless your heart. Gary, give us folks information where they can contact you. Give us a call, 618-383-2107, or log on to lonesomeroad.org. Well, we're going to close this CD out with one more song. Gary, we have a decal on the window of our chapel that Chaplain Don Wolf, Chaplain Lodi, Ohio, sent me a while back. And it's, it's the hands of Christ, and in those hands it says, forever in his hands. And as a coincidence, you've written a song by that name. Tell us a little bit about it. Yeah, Galen, I wrote this song in uh, 1997. Uh, I was out in Pennsylvania, had a truck driver pass me, and he had forever in his hands on his mud flaps. And I just liked that, and I started thinking about that, and then I started praying about it and asking God to give me a song. This is the song that he gave me. Here's uh, Joe Arview to sing it for you. escape the touch of time We'll all stand before the Father At the end of the line How it breaks my heart My tears fall like rain When I think of all the lost souls That are dying in vain Is the chance to serve? I'll give my heart, my soul to you forever in His hands. Is where I will always be standing on God's side. That's the answer for you and me You can't change the past So don't be looking back Just keep on Jesus and you're on the right track and I'll sing to you my songs my love will never die and I'm sorry that it took so long for me to realize 
to send you free CDs to help you out there on that old lonesome road. My phone number is 618-383-2107. And remember this, God loves you, and we here at Lonesome Road Ministry, we love you too. Hey, this is Chaplain Gary Rayburn, and we'll talk at you later.